It is Friday, December 25th, and on this episode of the Friday Rundown on Wisco Weekly, Apple's announcement of their electric vehicle, CarMax earnings and the future of CarMax, and a new company in the electric mobility space that has entered the stock market via SPAC. Stay tuned for the Friday Rundown on Wisco Weekly. Final round, you lose. Happy Friday, my good people. Happy Friday and also a Merry Christmas to you filthy animals. I hope you're so far having a great day and you'll be enjoying a great weekend hanging with your family and just keeping it fairly low key. And yes, I'm doing this episode on Christmas Day because you know what? The market doesn't stop. Well, technically the market does have a day off today, but I shall not take a day off for you. Why? Because things, things are still happening. And there's much that have occurred this past week, even though I would have thought that this week leading up to Christmas would have been fairly slow. You know, by default, we would have gone through this Santa Claus rally. However, Santa Claus is a little bit drunk with, be it a stimulus package, be it with some announcements from Apple, all these things actually that uh, we'll get to talk about today. Thank you for tuning in though to this episode of Wisco Weekly and the Friday Rundown. I do appreciate your listens. If you are already subscribed on the podcast, please do subscribe on the podcast. If you're listening to this on YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. A lot of great things coming up in 2021 and I'm not quitting for you at all. So Let's get into the market recap. Let's start with Apple's announcement of their electric vehicle that is expected to kick off in 2024. This announcement only further affirms this bubble that's being created in the electric vehicle space. Why is that? Apple has already been working on an electric vehicle for some time now, I think it was back in 2014 is actually when they launched Project Titan. It was their electric car project. So this has been going on already since 2014 that they announced the Titan project, that they made some hires, that they devoted some cash towards this particular initiative. And for some reason or another, in 2020, because of the EV buzz, because of the uh, incoming Biden-Harris administration, they decided to take advantage of all the buzz going on with electric vehicles and make their announcement. And sure enough, their market cap just blew through the roof. And they're already the most valued company uh, in the entire stock market, in the entire world, furthermore. And yet that simple announcement I believe I read a headline somewhere that that simple announcement increased their market cap at the same pace or at the same dollar amount as the size of what GM's market cap is. And I think GM's market cap is probably right around, oh, what is it, 50 billion? Let's check here. GM's market cap is 60 billion. So in one day, or at least in one week, since Apple made that announcement about their electric uh, vehicle that is expected to launch in 2024, furthermore, 2024, 
okay? Less than four years, three years from now, they will have their first electric vehicle. And in this simple week, they raised more than $60 billion in their market cap. That's absolutely ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. But this is the current craze going on now with the stock market and a lot of the EV companies that are just absolutely killing it. As a, as a byproduct of Apple's announcement, uh, QuantumScape, QuantumScape is the uh, electric battery company. And really, the, all you need to say with QuantumScape are two buzzwords or two buzz phrases. One, backed by Bill Gates. Second, Tesla co-founder. I mean, that in and of itself is enough to carry that company at least for the next two to three years, even though they don't have an actual production battery yet. And it's already speculated that most of the production batteries that, that, that they will manufacture, most of, that, uh, most of that will go towards Volkswagen since Volkswagen carries about a 30% stake. So after the news of Apple, a lot, uh, uh, after the news of Apple, announcing their electric vehicle launching in 2024, in addition to Apple's stock price having a, a, you know, having a nice closeout to the year, QuantumScape also was rode that wave. And they're now trading right at about 114. It was just five days ago, QuantumScape was trading at $70. <laughs> And that's just absolutely ridiculous. And so why do I say that there's an EV bubble? Well, there's first thing, the fundamentals in the fact that in order for this EV bubble to be, or in order for the EV market to be realized, there has to be the actual demand. There has, there has to be people, companies, municipalities actually purchasing th these these, these products at the same or close to the same rate as their stock price is escalating, but that's just not happening right now. And, and, who, and the other thing too about this EV bubble is, it, this is probably a much larger point and it's, there's, there's definitely gonna need to be more research done on this end. But as we do start to shift to a more EV world, or let's just say EV country in the United States, do we actually have the power grid to support it? Right now, the argument says, no, we do not have the power. If somehow, some way, over 2021, there was, there's, there's a mass adoption of electric vehicles, we do not have enough power in the grid to support everything yet. So there is this EV bubble, EV bubble. be aware, be cautious, but this Apple announcement was just an absolute craze. And I remember when I first read that, in my head, I was like, haven't they already been working on something? And indeed they have. So Apple, you know, this actually reminds me of, if we go back about six months ago, there was all the talks of TikTok and TikTok, the Trump administration was going to prevent TikTok from being used in the United States unless it was acquired by our American company. And then all of a sudden, all these tech companies were interjecting themselves in the conversation and those stock prices were getting these little bumps 
4%, 6% the following day after, after a company made the announcement that they were uh, in talks to acquire TikTok. You know, I remember Oracle was one of these and Oracle, Oracle never did anything. I mean, obviously that was the, there was the closest that TikTok ever got to being acquired was by Oracle, but nothing has happened yet. But this is still the speculation of the market and where you do have a million more investors that have that have invested money into the market because of what's been going on with this pandemic. So they're taking advantage of the speculation. Apple did exactly that. I mean, I guess from a business perspective, good on Apple, good on Apple. Some other things that have occurred this past week, CarMax. CarMax had their Q3 earnings on December 22nd. CarMax has over the past year, like many companies, their stock price took a dive back in March. It was trading right around $100. And then all of a sudden tanked all the way down to about 40, 30, yeah, about $40. So about a $60 tank in their price from its high in February to the dip to the crash in March. And when you fast forward now, their stock price is trading right at about $92 to close out the week after their earnings. There was a little bit of a buildup as usual uh, prior to their earnings announcement. Their stock was increasing incrementally. And upon the earnings day, it did take a dive. It started the day trading right around, I want to say it was about $100 and then tanked right down to about 92, 93. Now, much like, much like the kind of given trend over the last, at least this current earnings season, a lot of stocks that have been crushing their earnings report have been doing really, really well. There, it hasn't been a linear relationship to their share price, to their stock price. And, and CarMax was no different. CarMax, in a lot of ways, my assessment on CarMax is that they have absolutely kind of capped out on their valuation. If you recall, the two main differentiating aspects of CarMax are one, the no-haggle price, and the second is their appraisal process. The no-haggle price was genius 20 years ago. Because, as usual, many people distrust dealerships and specifically used car dealerships. CarMax was innovative back 20 years ago when they decided to launch a no-haggle price business model. And they stuck to it. And thank God they did because the industry as a whole is better off for it. Thank you, CarMax, for that. Many current franchise dealerships specifically their used car operations, currently adopt that no-haggle price model. So that was a big differentiating point with CarMax back in the day. The second thing that, has, that CarMax is very much known for, be it from the consumer level, or if you were a competitor to CarMax, if you were just a franchise or an independent store, 
is CarMax usually appraised cars at a higher value than what you could get at a traditional dealership. That has also paid dividends for them throughout the long haul. Many consumers would go to CarMax to get their car appraised and simply take that appraisal to a dealership and then have the dealership honor that, exa that exact price, that exact appraisal. And even till this day, you'll still have lots of dealers that want to shortcut the process, say, ah, take your car to CarMax and whatever they offer to you, then just bring that offer to us and we'll honor that. Kind of a lazy approach, but apparently it works. So those two particular differentiating factors of CarMax were good enough to take him to the point that at least over the last couple years, CarMax's share price has not done very much. If I'm looking back at a, let's see if I can go back. I want to go back five years. Well, okay, maybe it, it seems as if that in 2019, 2019 CarMax, CarMax's share price was escalating from down in the $50, $60 range to kind of where it's more or less plateaued right in that $90 range. And with competitors like Carvana, in which Carvana has absolutely been crushing their game, they've been crushing their market, expanding. They're, they were built, Carvana, and if, I've, if, if you've been a long-time listener, you've heard me talk about this. Carvana is, has been built as a technology company from the ground up. So that has definitely been a boon on their business model and how they're trading now in the 270 mark. I think back a few episodes ago, a few months ago, I did an episode with Mike Cavanaugh. And around that time, I think their share price was 180. And I remember even maybe back two years ago, Carvana's share price was right around $60. And now, especially during this pandemic, Carvana is trading at 270. I mean, having just an absolute banner year for that particular company. Vroom like Carvana, are technology companies first. So Vroom allows you to appraise your vehicles or at least get a really good appraisal via their websites. You can also search for cars through Vroom. They'll have cars delivered to you. Shift is another company that's expected to go public here shortly via a SPAC, Special Purpose Acquisition Company. That is a similar competitor to Vroom. So there is more competitors in this used car space now that CarMax is done for. When I say done for, there's not going to be that much more valuation to, to their share price, to, to the company's overall portfolio. I don't see where CarMax can be innovated enough that they can take away some market share from the Carvanas, from the Vrooms, from the Shifts. Again, these are companies that are technology companies first. And CarMax, unfortunately, just innovated off the old business model of a traditional dealership. 
offering two big differentiating, two differentiating points, the no haggle price and the appraisal process. Furthermore, come to think about it with CarMax, their employees were hourly employees or they are hourly employees. And at least in some of the stores I have visited over the years in Southern California, a lot of the employees were older. You can almost think of what I would maybe call the theater business hiring model. For those of you that have gone to theaters and not movie theaters, but you know, plays, musicals, a lot of the employees there, they're more or less retired folks. And CarMax has kind of done that same thing. Well, not to be so morbid, but the reality is, is that the pandemic has caused a lot of older folks to kind of stay in and be a little bit more cautious and not have to interact with folks. So that can, we'll see how that plays out with CarMax over the next year. The last thing that I came across this past week, and unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of information that I can share with you just yet, but I do have my eye out for this particular company, XL Fleet, stock symbol XL. They went public via a SPAC once again. Man, these SPACs, right? Special Purpose Acquisition Company, essentially the redheaded stepchild to the IPO. Nikola Truck Company, electric vehicle truck company, went public via SPAC. Like I said, Shift is going to go public via SPAC. There are some other companies. Metro Mile, which I talked about before, they will be going public via SPAC in the next, in I think quarter one of next year. So this SPAC, um, this the the SPAC way of doing things is is pretty popular, which I I admire it. I I, I like the SPAC model. Anyhow, XL Fleet is a leader in the vehicle electrification solutions space for commercial and municipal fleets. And it announced that with the merger with Pivotal Investment Corporation, which is a publicly traded special purpose acquisition company, that they, con they combined forces in which now again, the new company or the new publicly traded company is known as XL Fleet, stock symbol XL, went public on December 21st. It infused $350 million in cash to the company. It's, it's a sustainable, innovative business model. What do I mean by that? XL Fleet is already taking existing assets and turning those existing assets into more emission-friendly vehicles. They have partnerships with Ford, Chevy, GM, Isuzu. And what XL Fleet does is it takes an existing truck, class two to six, light truck to your medium trucks. It takes those existing trucks, that are either a gas or a diesel 
uh, truck. It adds XL fleets. It, it, it's like this plug and play of adding XL fleets, electric motor and batteries and turns existing assets into now a more efficient, emissions efficient, friendly vehicle. So that is kind of an interesting business model that you don't have to wait for these manufacturers to churn out all these electric trucks. We know that Rivian is one of the big companies that has made a commitment to produce electric vehicle trucks. Rivian has a significant investment by Ford. Amazon has already made a, you know, a, a, a purchase in theory of about, what was it, 200,000 trucks. Nikola was also supposed to be producing these electric vehicle trucks in partnership with GM, but that fell apart. So XL Fleet is a very interesting company that I'll be following where they will be able to take their technology and simply take an existing internal combustion engine truck, add on the electric motor and batteries, and be able to have these trucks that are usually being owned and driven and used by municipalities and, and government agencies, be able to take those particular vehicles and make them more efficient. The company was founded by an MIT alum, or a couple MIT alums, and green energy veterans. Their founder and president is Todd Hines, who founded the company back in 2009 as XL Hybrids. And he's a senior lecturer at, at MIT. So XL Fleet, when they went public earlier this week, opened at around high 20s, about $29 and closed out the week right about the same. It did reach highs of about $35, $36. And so this is a brand new company in the electric vehicle space. Keep an eye out on them. They currently, again, have strong partnerships with Ford, GM, Chevy. They've been in business since 2009, have logged over 140 million miles and they are currently installed their technology is currently installed in thousands i don't know exactly what the exact number is but they are currently working with thousands of trucks that are equipped with the xl hybrid technology so keep an eye out for xl fleet we'll try to get them on the show to learn more about what's going on with them anyhow that is the market recap for Wisco Weekly. Again, I wish you a very Merry Christmas. I will be I will be back again next week, right at about New Year's, to close out the market for 2020 and to see where all the companies, to see which companies have killed it this past year and to see which companies did not kill it and to see which companies have a great future in 2021. Merry Christmas to you, to your family. I wish you nothing but the best, success and nothing less. Thank you.
Wisco Weekly is providing this information for educational purposes only. We are not providing legal, accounting, or financial advisory services, and this is not a solicitation or recommendation to buy or sell any stocks, options, or other financial instruments or investments. Examples that address specific assets, stocks, options or other financial instrument transactions are for illustrative purposes only and may not represent specific trades or transactions that we have conducted. In fact, we may use examples that are different or the opposite of transactions we have conducted or positions we hold. This site and any information or training therein is also not intended as a solicitation for any future relationship, business or otherwise between the members or participants and the moderators. No express or implied warranties are being made with respect to these services and products. All investing and trading in the securities market involves risk. Any decisions to place trades in the financial markets, including trading in stock or options or other financial instruments, is a personal decision that should only be made after thorough research, including a personal risk and financial assessment, and the engagement of professional assistance to the extent you believe necessary.